Raging Review. The Raging Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand and let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alarm! Alarm! Ready! Who's that team ready? Who's that team ready? That's up! I got one thing to say right here. Cajun win! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to another episode of the Ragin' Review Podcast. Nick flying solo this afternoon. Hello, everyone. That was interesting. Louisiana Falls to Jacksonville State by a score of 34 to 31. Cajuns having zero offense for the first half of the game. Got a little bit going in the second half. And you kind of felt it when you went into the last drive that we had in that ball game. Kind of felt after we allowed Jacksonville State to score with a quarterback that came into the game after he had been knocked out. We knew, knew he couldn't run. So, of course, we let him pass the ball right, right in the middle of the field for a touchdown. You kind of felt at that point we were in trouble. And you kind of felt like all of the momentum that you built up in the, in the second half went away with that one play. Of course, uh, I think we go three and out on that, that, that next drive. I'd have to go back and look at, uh, look at the play-by-play there. But uh, unimpressive drive after we allow Jacksonville State to score late in the fourth. And then, then that was it. The rest was history. I think uh, a few people on uh, on the X app noted that we had no chance to win going into overtime. Kind of felt that way, didn't it? Kind of felt like we had uh, really no no momentum going into to overtime, and uh, really questionable play call as we got the the ball first in overtime, and then we decide to uh, have Chandler toss the ball to Peter LeBlanc to attempt to pass downfield. Haven't done that all season. We decide to try that in, in the first play of overtime. Of course, go three and out. Kenny misses the kick. Not going to put that on Kenny, man. I mean, he, we shouldn't have been in that position to begin with, to be honest with you. Should not have even been in that predicament. But we put Kenny in that predicament. Of course, he comes up short. And unfortunately, um, you know, then that was really, that was the nail in the coffin right there. You just knew that a kid who hadn't kicked at all this season was going to come in and win the game for Jacksonville State, who before tonight we, or maybe before the past month, didn't even know Jacksonville State was not in the state of Florida. So there you go. But in the end, Cajuns dropped this one 34-31. I'll go over some statistics 
And then we'll take your comments. If you're in the Twitter space, please request to speak. I see Jerry, uh, Jerry just hopped on. So let's go through some stats for the passing game for Jacksonville State. Webb was 14 for 26, 156 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Of course, he got injured early in the second half. Smothers came in. He managed them okay. Six for nine, 80 yards, one interception. In total, four turnovers. Cajuns were plus four in the turnover battle and still managed to lose. Yeah. Unbelievable. Rushing attack for Jacksonville State was effective. Wiggins was uh, had 27 attempts for 126 yards and one TD. Webb, quarterback, who I was worried about, by the way. I was worried about Webb burning us on, in the, on the ground game as well as with his arm. Well, that came into fruition. He ended up uh, with 70 yards of rushing. Smothers, who is not known for running the ball, Managed 39 yards in one TD. All in all, just not very impressive. And and it's I'm not going to put that on the defense. Maybe we can. I mean, there there were some there were some points in uh, in that game where I could have put it on the on the defense, but we had what three yards of offense in the first half. I mean, it was it was dreadful. We could not move the ball in the first half. Play calling was atrocious. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. I'm getting away from the stats. Sorry about that. Louisiana rushing, or Louisiana passing, rather. Chandler Fields, 13 for 26, 155 yards. Did not look comfortable. He had, he had some good passes later in the game, but all in all, he looked a little bit uncomfortable, especially in the first half. Managed to put together a couple of good drives. I'm going to mention this again. Peter LeBlanc in the passing game, 0 for 1. Don't know what that was all about. I'm sure uh, sure we'll get into that later. Rushing attack, Draylon Washington, 16 attempts, 73 yards. Good night for him. Davis was really getting some momentum behind him. He had 29 yards of rushing. And then we decided to not run him anymore after that point. In the receiving game for Jacksonville State, Lane had 86 yards of receiving, long of 23. Carter, 69 yards of receiving, long of 33. Wells, 34 yards of receiving, long of 26. They broke off some big plays, gentlemen and ladies. For Louisiana, Carter had 30 yards of receiving. He was targeted three times with a long of 20. Williams was impressive tonight, 34 yards in the air, as well as Pierce Meagle. Good to see those guys involved. When we did pass the ball, we spread it around. Neil Johnson, Jacob Bernard, Peter LeBlanc, Harvey Broussard. Broussard was a little bit disappointing tonight, and I'm not going to put that on Harvey. As I said earlier, I felt like I felt like Chandler was a little uncomfortable back there tonight. But did target Harvey a couple of times. Maybe a couple of those passes could have been caught. But all in all, just offensively, until uh, sometime in the third quarter, we finally started putting it together. But let's talk about comparing stats between the two teams right now, because this is really where it's embarrassing. Total yards of offense for Jacksonville State, 
526 yards of total offense. For Louisiana, 247. They rushed for nearly 300 yards on us, 236 yards in the air. Penalties were pretty even. We each had about 20 yards in penalties. Third down conversions, Jacksonville State was 10 for third, excuse me, 10 for 24. Louisiana, 5 for 16. And the biggest stat to me that made a difference tonight, on fourth down, Jacksonville State was 5 of 6. Could not stop their little tush-push play. Couldn't stop them on, th on fourth down tonight. And of course, Jacksonville State in the red zone, 5 for 5. Louisiana, 2 for 2. And as I was worried about the, the quick offense, the quick pace offense, a couple of times we got caught with too many guys on the field, and we paid for that tonight. So again, Louisiana drops this game 34 to 31 to Jacksonville State. Very chippy. I don't know which side was a little more aggressive. Of course, I'm a homer. I'm going to say it's, it's Jacksonville State. They look like they were in our face a little bit. A couple of times it looked like uh, Dalen Cambry had a guy and he told him to go sit his ass down on their sideline. But chippy game. And again, I, I don't quite know what we were what we were trying for in that game. But whatever it was, did not work. Let's thank our sponsors very quickly. This will give us a good chance to, uh, to get things fixed up on the technical side. So bear with us for about three minutes. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for joining Raging Review for another weekly episode. We'd just like to encourage you to patronize our great sponsors like Dr. Brett Venable and Recovery Cairo Med. Have you been in a car accident or hurt yourself lifting on the job? Are you having neck pain or back pain, but really don't want to deal with a long, drawn-out process? Then call the chiropractor Raisin Cajun athletes use for their neck and back pain, Dr. Brett Venable. The bottom line is, you just need to feel better. You need to get better quickly. That's where Dr. Brett Venable comes in to make all the difference. Dr. Venable and his integrated team of rehab, chiropractic, and medical doctors have three locations in Acadiana to serve you. Opelousas, New Iberia, and of course, main office in Lafayette. Dr. Brett Venable is one of very few chiropractors recognized by the state of Louisiana as a chiropractic specialist. He is also the only chiropractor in the Cajuns Healthcare Alliance and the only chiropractor on the board at Tulane School of Professional Advancement. Before you start to stress about the process, remember, this is exactly why you pay for car insurance. These situations are exactly why you carry workman's comp. There's no need for a court date. Your first call should be to Dr. Brett Venable and his great team at Recovery Cairo Med. No hassle, no waiting, and quick relief. Come and find out what our Raging Cajun athletes and over 10,000 Acadiana residents already know. For more information, call the Lafayette office at 337-988-2188 or visit recoverychiromed.com. Recoverychiromed.com. We'd like to thank Dr. Brett Venable for being an RCAF member and the exclusive chiropractic sponsor of the Ragent Review podcast. Also, a huge thank you to Absolutely Embroidery and More. We know how much Cajun Nation loves their gear. At Ragent Review, we get our gear from Miss Phyllis Thibodeau and the team at Absolutely Embroidery and More. Absolutely has a massive inventory of Ragent Cajun apparel to choose from. If you can't find something you like, Absolutely can make something you'll like right there in the shop. And if your creation proves to be a popular item with customers, Absolutely will give you a little incentive for helping out with the cause. Bring in your vermilion and white shirts, hats, shorts, socks, 
dresses, jackets, sweaters, or whatever garment you need to represent the Cajuns. Absolutely also offers customized embroidery services to promote your business on hats, polos, uniforms, etc. Absolutely rounds out the collection with an assortment of exciting accessories for the lady Cajuns in your life. Earrings, headbands, bracelets, clutches, and bags are just a few options to complete her spicy look. Pass by 3010 Kali Saloon Roan in Lafayette and see the wonderful ladies at Absolutely Embroidery and More today. They'll treat you to quality Cajun clothing, complimentary gourmet cookies, and a friendly conversation. And if you're an out-of-town Raging Cajun, visit them on the web at absolutelyembroideryandmore.com or visit their social channels on Instagram or Facebook. There, you'll find pictures of what the ladies are putting on the shelves in real time. Once again, folks, please support local businesses and please support businesses that support the Raging Cajuns and especially the Raging Review Podcast. Thanks once again to our fine sponsors once again this week. And I did get the technical difficulties sorted out. So Jerry has joined us from on the road in New Orleans. Jerry, man, I don't even know what to say at this point. I'm glad you joined because I was out of I was out of words, man. <laughs> well, I'm glad I can join you, but I know what to say. Uh, we just lost to an FCS call up on national TV and we just secured our second straight losing season. That's what I'm going to say. Um, I, I can't sit here and sugarcoat this. Uh, I thought we played poorly in the first half. There's really nothing redeeming about what I saw offensively. Uh, I thought defensively, I mean, really, if it's not, if it weren't for the defense keeping us in the game with the three defensive touchdowns, no telling what the score could have been. Uh, they doubled up on us on total offense. Um, there was just, I mean, just overall, Rich Rodriguez took us to school, man. Coaching-wise, schematically, we could not stop their run. They had just as much, I mean, they had a, probably about over 200 yards of, 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 of rushing offense to our 92. Um, I mean, just overall, they doubled us in everything. And um, it's just hard to lose a game like this. And, you know, especially to a team that didn't even – I mean, really, they weren't even bowl eligible until the technicalities of all these teams not being able to get in. But, you know, they got in. I said last week I was I'm petrified to lose this game. We cannot lose this game. And not only did we lose, but I felt like in many cases we didn't show up to play for the most part. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm kind of down right now after what I saw in that in that Superdome. And, and you were talking about Rich Rodriguez out scheming us. Um, you saw it defensively for Jacksonville State because – they didn't necessarily have more talent on the field. In fact, I think we had more, the most talent on the field tonight. But the scheming and, and the different looks they gave you, it, it, it's reminiscent of what Napier's teams, what we did defensively a couple of years ago when we may not have been as talented in his early years. Now, of course, we, we built up our defense after that. But in the early years, we were doing a lot of things schematically to try to balance that 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 lack of talent that we had on the field. That seems what Jacksonville State did. And again, our answer to that in overtime was to give Peter LeBlanc the ball to pass. I, I, that blows my mind, Jerry. I, what? But that, that's, 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 that's terrible play calling. And, and, you know, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it summed it up. This game summed it up for me. You got Bill Davis and Dre Washington sharing carries in the fourth quarter. We are gashing them, gashing them for four or five yards of carry. We get to their 21-yard line, and what do we do, Nick? Pass Second ball. and one, you call two straight pass plays. I mean, right then and there, I knew at that point, we're probably not going to win tonight because of that that terrible play calling. And, and so I'm just going to – I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it again. 
Um, it's frustrating because at the end of the day, we just lost to an FCS call-up who technically should not even be in a bowl game right now. They got in by technicality. So it's just, you know, I mean, this can't, I mean, <laughs> there's something better give this offseason because right now, I mean, you just lost. I mean, I think there's a lot of fans that have pretty much given up. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, man. Jalen Clark had a great game. I think, I mean, I, that, that is, it, I don't have to say it. Jalen Clark had a great game. Three defense, defensive, three defensive touchdowns, Nick. I mean, what just what would the score be without our defense today? And that's where I was going with it. I mean, Casey Osai was a monster. He was all over the field, um, and and you you had a, you had, you were plus four in the turnover battle, man. And the fact that we were we were plus three going into halftime and we were tied was a bad omen. It was a bad omen because if you can't offensively put up points. On the board in the first half, you have to rely on your defense to do that for you. And you're you're tied at the half after being up three turnovers. That that's not a good sign of things to come. We four turnovers, you should be blowing out the other team. And despite that, we allowed 500 yards of total offense for Jacksonville State. Now, a lot of that has to do with the fact that our offense was on the field for so much of the first half and and, and really for the entire game. So of course they're going to get gassed in in the, in the later parts of the game, but you knew going into overtime. In fact, like I said, you knew after Jacksonville State tied it up, we were in deep trouble, and and it happened. Yeah, and, and what makes it worse is I mean we still had a chance to make a stop on fourth down, fourth and three, and then they they beat us on man coverage in the slot, scored a touchdown to tie it. And you know I mean one of the most more frustrating things is we talk about prevent defense. You know the. The prevent defense has cost us more games than it has helped us this year. And we go back to the prevent defense. And then you look at the difference. I mean, let's be real, Nick. Uh, we get the ball back with a little over a minute to go. And on third down, they they had well, Jacksonville State's defense. What do they do? The complete opposite. They go after Chandler and they sack him for a loss of 13 on the play to force us to punt. So that's just the difference between aggressive play calling and playing not to lose. Uh, Jacksonville State played aggressive to win we played not to lose and that's why they're holding up the new orleans bowl trophy and we're going back home with a six and seven record for the second year in a row especially when you know that the guy in the game can't run okay you know he can't run you know he's not going to beat you with his legs and we're playing 10 yards uh, off of the receivers I, I i don't get it and we're not and we're not we're, we're not there's there's there was no sense of urgency at that point and, and Jacksonville State had it, regardless of the fact that they were trying to come from behind and beat us. When we got the ball back after they scored, there was still that sense of urgency to not let us even get to midfield. And we had nothing. We had no response to that. And I feel tonight it felt like a microcosm of the entire season. This feels like how our entire season went. You have a little bit of hope, then they take it away from you. And then we come back and look like we were going to just blow them out. And then we let them come back. And that feels like our schedule has gone because, you know, you started it off and you felt like you had some momentum. And then you look at the Buffalo game and you're like, what the hell? The end of that game, what was that? And then you drop a couple games and you come back and win. It was very up and down, just like tonight's game, man. And it ended tonight. The way the game ended tonight is, again, a microcosm of the entire season. It's how the entire season went. Uh, so... Look, credit again to Jacksonville State. They came out to play. I knew they would be a little hyped up. They showed it in, in both their chippiness and their uh, ability to just come after us uh, defensively. I thought they were very, very impressive defensively. And again, offensively, I mean, look at what they did to us tonight.
No, I agree with that. And plus, you know, they play again, they played aggressive. You know, again, we're playing not to lose defensively. We play, play that goofy prevent defense. They gash us on that last drive to get down to the 13 yard line and they still score on fourth down. And, you know, what do they do when it's our turn to get the ball back? They blitz. They blitz. I mean, they basically throw Chandler off. I mean, they, they every time Chandler went back to throw, there was a safety in his face. That's the difference between a coaching staff who has confidence in his team to make the play and a coaching staff that coaches scared. They didn't coach scared. We did. And that's why, again, we are walking out with a loss. Yeah. And, and really odd when we put Hudson back in at center. Um, he had trouble with the snaps tonight, man. And and I don't know if that was rust. I don't know if I know Jacksonville State was being very aggressive. So so I'm sure him not playing a little while affected that. But but man, some of those snaps to Chandler were just not great. Chandler did a to me, Chandler did a hell of a job with the snaps, and I'm sure that threw him off as well, even though he was able able to save the snaps. But that was scary, especially going towards the end of the game. I think he might have uh, he might have dropped one of the one of those bad snaps, and thankfully we recovered. But that could have been absolutely disastrous. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, look, Chandler. I mean, there were sometimes Chandler would saved us from disaster in many ways. You know, with the snaps and with the muff, the muff, the muff snaps, some of the fumbles. Um, I mean, it was it was tough to watch, and I think what made it what made it more difficult to watch is the fact that in the first half we couldn't really do anything offensively. That was hard to watch because. You know, you look at what we did against Troy, Southern Miss, and, and ULM, and, you know, let's be honest, you know, we scored over we scored anywhere from 20 to over 30 points in those three games, and then today, offensively, we scored 13 points on this team. That was it. Or no, 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 10 points. I think we scored 10 points on this team. I mean, that, offensively, we scored 10 points on Jacksonville State. So um, they came ready, we didn't. That's just that's just what it is, man. We had, and, um, we had 13 drives tonight. Two of those resulted in scores. Two out of 13. Yeah, and and, and then on top of that, we we I mean, 247 yards of total offense. I mean, come on, man. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know how you can sugarcoat that. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of I'm a little dejected right now just because of the fact that you know. I don't know which direction this program's going in right now. And I know, and I, I, I say that sarcastically because yes, we're on a downward slope in many ways, but at the same time, you know, this is the second year in a row, you're six and seven and you, you, you ended your season with a loss to a team that just was, they were playing in the FCS a year ago. They just joined the FBS on July 1st. Uh, and then two years ago removed, we're two years removed from a top 25 ranking and a 13 and one record with the Sunbelt championship. And here we are sitting here six and seven. And, you know, I, I don't, I just don't know. I, I just don't, I don't have much confidence going into next season. Maybe, maybe my mind will change after tonight. And I know there's some people out there. Oh, you're just being too negative. No, call it what it is. You just lost to an FCS team. So Jerry, we were sold. We were sold on everything will remain the same. You know, this is why we're doing this. Everything's going to remain the same. We want continuity, know the culture, yada, yada, yada. The same ain't two losing seasons in a row. That ain't the same. That ain't the culture. At least that's not what I understand it. Um, Jerry, where, where was the, what about the what about the revenge tour, Nick? Remember yeah. the revenge tour going into the season. We're going to go on a revenge tour because of what happened last year. We're not going to let last year happen again. We're going to have the same record. We're six and seven. I mean, we're, it's the same thing. It's it's the same. It's the sequel, Jerry. It's the sequel. <laughs> yeah, part two. You know. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. So, look, I, I'm not 
I'm not on the whole fire the coach bandwagon right now. I know there's a lot of people that probably feel that way. I mean, I do think I will say, I mean, Coach Des, you know, he's going to get another year. And but I mean, it's his job to fix it. It's his job to fix it this offseason. It's his job to make sure that come in next year with with a certain mindset. I mean, I know he said multiple times, you know, we're close, we're close, we're close. Well, guess what? At the third year, close ain't going to cut it, man. I mean, it's just let's call it what it is. Close ain't going to cut it. And what's not going to what's not going to cut it is losing to Jacksonville State. A new, a, a new member of the Conference USA, a team that I feel like Conference USA picked out of almost desperation to have members come down and beat you in a bowl game, especially when technically they weren't eligible to be in a bowl this year. It's not going to cut it. Now, I agree, Jerry. Now, now let's go. Uh, I'm going to kind of pivot real quick, and then then I'll go to you, Terry. You were you were there. Um, what was the atmosphere like? What what did it look like as far as home crowd versus visitors crowd? Just... just uh, Tell us what your game day experience was today over at the Superdome. Yeah, for sure. So actually, my dad and I are on the way back right now. He's uh, he's driving. I'm riding shotgun. Um, we're heading back to Lafayette uh, in this in this rainy weather. The weather just kind of sums up the, the, the emotions right now. Um, yeah, the, the atmosphere actually wasn't too bad. I mean, it obviously wasn't the crowds we've seen, you know, the first four years that the Cajuns went to the New Orleans Bowl. I'd probably say anywhere from 17 to 22,000 people were in attendance. Um, I'm not sure if they'll, they'll up the numbers, you know, by tickets sold or whatever, but uh, went into the, when the gate F had the uh, pregame party uh, with the Cajun fans in one of those ballrooms slash reception rooms in the Superdome. It was a lot of fun, ran into a bunch of familiar faces, bunch of people, listeners of the pod I actually had a good, a lot of good compliments about our podcast talking about, uh, you know, one of them, I heard me talk and was like, man, your voice sounds really familiar. And I'm like, well, Rager of you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, got into a few conversations like that and discussions like that. And, uh, the pride of Acadiana came in, did the pregame. It was really cool. And then, uh, once the game started, um, you know, Cajun, Cajun fans were sitting on the home side and Jacksonville state fans were sitting on their side. I find that the, the contingency of fans were very spread out. Uh, not every section was full at the bottom, but you can definitely tell you had your middle section around the 50-yard line. It was pretty compact on both sides, and then it was more spread out. And believe it or not, uh, I thought Jacksonville State had just as many fans as Cajuns fans uh, that showed up today. Um, I would probably say Cajun fans probably outnumbered Jacksonville State by a little bit. Um, but overall, uh, not the numbers we've seen in previous years. Um, I-, I wasn't here in 2021. Uh, mainly due to the fact that uh, my wife, my wife was like eight and a half months pregnant, so I couldn't make it. But um, I, I will say that it was definitely the, one of the, the lowest crowd I've seen from a, a contingency of Cajun fans. Mainly because, believe it or not, uh, today's game, the second level, uh, was not open. It was only the first level that that was open, uh, and then you had a few suites that were uh, that were open to fans as well. Which I had the chance to go up to one of the suites today, but. Um, yeah, the atmosphere wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as I expected it to be, but it wasn't great. If that makes sense. Um, no, I get yeah, it. I thought the Cajun fans that were there, they were very loud. Yeah, they were very loud. So yeah, and it, and um, to answer your question, Jerry, the the attendance official attendance was fourteen thousand four hundred eighty-five. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, that's very low. Yeah, that's the low. Probably one of the lowest lower crowds. Believe it or not, lower. Uh, New Orleans Bowl of Ten is probably the lowest, yeah. And by the way, somebody mentioned on on the X app that uh, he did say we are close again tonight on his post game, so we're close. <laughs> it's like Dennis Allen, just keep chopping wood, baby. Just keep chopping wood. We, we, 
yeah, they only count for horseshoes. So no, <laughs> the, 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 the word is nonsense. When you lose to an FCS call up, I'm sorry, like that's not that's not going to cut it. I mean, I, that's not going to cut it. I mean, you lost to a Conference USA FCS call up. I mean, I, oh yeah. How, how can you after after the stats after they doubled you on offense, they basically out schemed you, out coached you. Um, you you know we had a few bad play calls here and there, playing scared at the end. I mean, what how how much how much closer do you have to be to get to the point of where we were just a few years ago? I get it, man. I get it. Well, thanks, Jerry. Uh, hang on there if you can while you're driving back. Tell T Boy I said hi and to keep his eyes on the road. Glad he's driving and you aren't, but feel free <laughs> I'm to. Trying. He's feel... listening to say hi, Dad. <laughs> All right, guy. What's going on? Let, let me let me run something by. Go ahead. Um, I've been around. I've been around since 1986. Okay, and you get your ups and downs. And I think NIL has hurt everybody. We probably had, uh, I don't know, four, five, six kids that would be playing this year, maybe seven or eight total, if I had to do some counting, that, that hurt the cages, but it's true for everybody else. But look, uh, this close thing only counts in horseshoes. I'm a Des fan, and I'm going to give him three years. Uh, even with NIL, okay, I think three years is enough in the Sun Belt to have a seven-game winning season. It's just my opinion, okay? Uh, it brings a lot of kids back uh, for next year. So, uh, look, uh, there's no more excuses for me next year. Uh, he's going to lose a few kids, but he's going to bring most of those kids back, I think. So next year, uh, at least seven games, and then you, you run out of excuses after that. And I'm a Des, I'm a pro-Des guy, and I'm a Des fan. But, you know, on that second-to-last drive, I think it was, they were running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. Number seven, Davis, first guy can't bring him down. You need one yard, and you run two pass plays. It goes back to trying to outsmart yourself when all you need is one yard with a kid that can make it for you. So I, I question the play calling, you know, at critical times. And like Jerry says, you got beat by Conference USA, who's ranked number nine out of the top 10 conferences in the country uh, with a first-year FCS team, and that's that's the size of it. Their O-line dominated the D-line, uh, the Cajun D-line, and they put 500 yards on you. I mean, I just I just can't, can't find an excuse for that. Although you had three picks for touchdowns, I think, it doesn't matter. You still lost the game. So all the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, like Jim Moore used to say, for the Saints, this doesn't apply in my world. You either win it or you lose it, and that's it. Thanks. Jerry, get this man a seat and a webcam and have him on every damn show we do. We need more look, T-Boy. I, 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 I'll, look, look, I'll join y'all sometimes. <laughs> look, I, I, I was a nine-year-old runny-nosed kid that went to his first USL football game. And I'm going to tell you, um, you know, and, 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 it, and it, it captured me when, when Howard Badger, on my neighbor's brother, was the head of the ROTC, ROTC, he was leading the procession. The USL band passed and stopped right in front of us. I was a nine-year-old kid. My fourth-grade teacher's kid was in the band, Richard. And so I got to go back and tell Miss Cage, hey, I saw Richard. I'm a 74-year-old man, okay? And then, then the, the Cajuns, they played the fight song. They fired the cannon. The Cajuns came down. I was captured. Um, that, that's I, I mean, I left part of my heart there. And I went back to home and told my mother, I said, Mom, I'm going to go to USL one day, which I did. Okay. I went to the big house in Baton Rouge a year later. 
I saw Mike the Tiger. It was impressive, but it didn't do anything for me. I knew that UL was the place I wanted to be. So I've been around since 1986. And I don't like what ha what's happened to the NIL thing. The world is changing around me. I don't like some of it, but either I accept it and keep one foot in the circle like I'm doing, or I take the other foot out the circle and I go home. I'm not ready to hang it up, guys. So let's see what happens with these changes. Let's see where we're going with this NIL thing. Let's see where we're going to go with the future of the program because Dr. Sabwa has done some, and I don't agree with T.J. Osawa what everything he's doing. I'm going to tell you. you tell you that. What he's doing to, to promote the, the, the primate center, the uh, BSL testing, the highest infectious testing disease primate center for, 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 in, in the country. It's the largest. The, the former manufacturing thing coming, uh, the other things coming at UL. Uh, Dr. Sabwa loves athletics, and I give him credit for, for the Carnegie One academic accolade he got. That's hard to do. Out of 4,000 universities and colleges, there's only 135 of them that did the Carnegie One. That's a huge kudos and accolade. And they're still making strides academically. So, look, if you're a Cajun fan in the future academically, you're certainly going to have a lot to be, be proud of. And you have a lot to be proud of it now. But overall, I think we need to hang in there with the NIL things like I'm doing and see where this model is going to fall. And let's just see what happens. So let's let's give Daz another year. Let's not beat up on him too much. I know he's made some mistakes, but uh, next year is a new year, and hope is a, is a great thing to embrace. And I truly do hope that he can at least win seven games for me next year. Thank you. Yeah, I'm with you, and, and I agree. I agree with everything you said, and, and uh, thank you for, for, for that happening back in 1986 because – for better or worse, we got Jerry out of it, and he drives me nuts sometimes, but I guess he's an okay guy. Oh, well, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Terry, I know you've been holding on a little bit. And look, if you want to go negative, you can go negative. Let's start out with the positives. What positives, Terry, came out of today? Not a whole lot, but we had a few. Tell me what you saw. The positive is we had three defensive touchdowns. That's it. The positive is our season's over. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the positive. They only yeah, the only two positives. Season's over, three different touchdowns. All right, can I get negative now? Go ahead, man. If you are trying to defend, look, man, I've been sticking up for Des all year. I've been sticking up for the coaching staff all year. If you are a person that defends the way we have lost close games. They, let me let me ask y'all this: When the game went into overtime, was anybody hopeful? No, no. I said that. I said that at the beginning. When I wasn't yeah, hopeful, yeah, I wasn't I mean, hopeful. I, I, I missed that. After Jacksonville State scored to tie the game, I thought that was it. I thought we were done, and I was right. Exactly. And so I like uh, I saw the I saw when Jacks kneeled down, and then I had I'm, I'm at work right now. Just so you know, I'm, I'm on the ship. All right. So if I had the hung ups, come no worries, man. Work related. We got you. Um, but I, uh, but yeah, I had to go do this work. I had to go to a meeting real fast. And then I came back and I knew I was going to come back to a loss. Like I knew like, okay, like I'm about to do this for 10 minutes and I knew I was going to come back. Overtime's going to be over. I didn't know that Peter LeBlanc was going to throw a t throw the ball. I didn't know that. That's a, uh, what that the hell was that, man? But I knew that I, I didn't see it. I, I, I have the game recorded. I, I'll, I'll watch it, you know, later on in infuriation, um, uh, just so I can, uh, share the misery with all of you, but you know, I, I, I didn't. I, there's nothing. All the past two seasons, Des has coached 27 games. 
who actually thought this was going to be any different today than the 27th game he's coached? If he brings back this entire coaching staff, if not most of it, what makes you think anything's going to be different? Because I'm going to tell you like this. It's not the players. We have talent. The Dez just hasn't put us in the position to win. He does, He's not moving the needle. He's not uh, making good play calls. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, uh, I mean, y'all hit on it. T-Boy hit on it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you, T-Boy. Uh, hope to see you. Uh, I'm uh, coming to town on the, for Christmas, so hopefully I can see a few fans and everything. Uh, some old, old teammates and everything uh, for Christmas time. But, but yeah, like, what are you doing throwing the ball three two times in a row and then you kick it? Dez has gone for it on fourth down an ungodly amount of times when he never should have. The one time he was supposed to go on fourth down, he kicked the ball. That blew my damn mind. I couldn't freaking believe it. You kick the you kick it and nothing against Kenny, but you kick it and you've been going on going for it all year against Southern Miss. You were going for it all night, and today in the bowl game you did get a trophy. You does don't no don't defend that. No one needs to defend this at all. And I want Des to succeed, but no one should ever defend the way this game was called. Bottom line, we got outclassed in play calling. We got completely outclassed. Oh, I'll tell you this. I tweeted this earlier. Jack State has got to be the most conditioned, the best conditioned team we've played all year. They were so conditioned. Their hurry up. They, you could tell they were tired, but the speed did not slow down. They were the most conditioned team I've seen play all season. Like I don't over a hundred plays, and we still had a chance to win. But I knew we weren't because it's common. It's 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 the CDS, right? We we just can't win these games, and it's not. I mean, because we're you know unlucky, which I feel like yeah, you make your own luck. But whenever it's time to close the game out, there's always some buffoonery. Some, you know, that we had a guy, we had we had to punt the ball. We're about to start with good field position. Then we had a guy like uh get a personal foul, undisciplined BS. And I put that on Dez. I put that on Dez that he allows that. I put I put it on him that he allows that. He should never allow that. As the head coach, take him out of the game. Take him out of the game. And it's maybe and, and maybe we were spoiled with Stinger um as our punter for so many years and being so good at that position. But man, our punting game tonight, I mean, we can't, we can't keep doing this thing. I mean, his where, leg was tired. Nick. His I mean, leg was, he punted like 20 yard today. punts. Are, are, <laughs> that's not it, man. That is true. That is not it. That we got, true. you know, I mean, I, I, I can't, yeah, I, I just can't defend anybody that thinks this is going to be a different next year. I mean, look, man, I'm just mentally prepared to get my our asses waxed against Tulane at home. I'm just mentally prepared like I'm, I had to be negative, but that's just true. What what gives you hope for next year? Twenty seven games, back to back losing seasons, lost to a conference USA school of all things in your own bowl game. That's supposed to be, and they're holding our trophy. You should never feel like that is acceptable. No one should, and I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're an alumni, you're a donor. I don't care. You shouldn't accept that. You shouldn't accept that losing. No, I don't care. We should be past that, Terry. Like, like we were we ranked. Be. We were we were the best team in Louisiana a couple years ago, and now we're losing to Jacksonville State in the New Orleans Bowl. I mean, you can spin it however you want, 
and people are going to spin it. I guarantee you people are going to spin it. But the fact of the matter yep. is it's two straight years that we have losing seasons. And, and I, you feel like it, it I, I feel like this off is going to go one of two ways. And, and it's either going to go where Des makes some decisions to let go some of the staff and, and try to shake things up basically to save his job. Because, you know, next year to me, is going to be the year that Dez has to has to have some improvement, okay? And if he does it, there's going to be a problem. So I feel like he's going to have he's either going to do one of two things. It's either going to be keep the current staff, and then we're going to hear how great it is that for three years in a row we have the same coaching staff, or we're going to shake things up a little bit on the coaching side, and maybe you get a little bit of interest on okay, maybe they're going to turn it around and do better at at, at certain positions, especially special teams. Look, I love all the coaches on this team. But nobody can deny special teams was not our forte this season. So this is the worst hard time. So what? So so I think it'll be telling again. It'll be telling in twofold. One, it'll be telling on what happens with an IL because some of the guys look. We only had one guy, two guys hit the portal so far because it's our policy. You hit the portal, you you don't play. So now that the the bowl game is done with, who's going to hit the portal? So that'll be interesting to see who we have coming back. Because somebody commented, well, at least we have a lot of young guys coming back next year. Do are they coming back? <laughs> they still have time there's to hear no, that. There's portal. no guarantee of that. No, there's absolutely no. not. So, so that's one thing to watch. And the second is from a coaching standpoint, what adjustments are going to be made to the staff to put us in a better position to win next year? Because again, I mean, you can't say fire the offensive coordinator. That's Des, right? So all the offensive pulling of your hair tonight. What's going to change next year? What are we going to do differently to put ourselves in a better position to win? And then two, while our defense really put us in that position to win tonight, we're still playing 10 yards off of off of receivers defensively when we're up by only one score, acting like we're playing prevent defense when we should be attacking the quarterback who's injured and who who we've shown through the through the game. If we bring pressure, he gets rattled and throws interceptions. So what do we do? We go into zone defense. So, I mean, Nick, it's, I mean, it's, it's insanity. I so, mean, it's, we've done, we've been doing the same thing for the past two years, man. And, and we've done it two years in a row, like you said. So uh, that's going to be my answer. If we keep status quo coaching wise and nothing is shaken up, and I'm not talking about we're going to reassign a coach to a different whatever. That's not it. If, if there are, if there are true changes in the coaching side, then I think you see a true dedication to, to turning things around. I just I don't see it happening, man. I think we're going to be here next year again, talking about six and six or seven and five going into a bowl game. I, I really do. I think that's unless something changes dramatically between now and the spring. I think this is this is it for for next year. So and next year is going to be to me the deciding year. But again, if you go seven and five and and get into a bowl game, is that going to be good enough for the administration to keep them around another three years? You know? Well, then you get what. Well, then you get what Josh talked about. You know the whole Marlin thing. If you, oh, oh, you go to a bowl game. You know, oh, you finish with seven, six, seven, five record. Oh, you'll keep you around. That's yeah. I mean the the the, the, me, the mediocrity and the mindset of the old heads. You know, what I'm saying within the UL system that have been there forever are okay with the mediocrity. They're I get okay it. with you know just being average. I get so, it. So I mean, it, I, I, yeah, you know, what I'm saying like I, 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 I just I, I don't I don't the whole coaching staff thing. Officer Clickham. You know how Southern Miss turned their 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 season around. You know, even though they still you know they still you know finished with a losing season, 
they change their offensive play call. Like Will Hall stopped being calling offensive plays. Exactly. And he placed it in the hands of somebody else and said, "Hey, maybe I maybe I got a little too much, you know, stuff on my plate. I'm eating too much. Maybe I should just give it to somebody else." And I think that's what Dez needs to do. And I said that last year. I said he has too much to do. He does too much. Maybe you just need to hand over the play calling. Maybe you need to focus on other things. And I'm saying I don't know if that's going to help everything, but maybe that's a suggestion. I mean, I, I'm not in his head. And, but, you know, when I look on the – when I watch on TV, and I said this before, man, when you see him, when you see his face on the sideline, do you see a man that's confident? When, I, when, the, game, when, the, when the game was on the line and, like, you know, you look into his eye, do you see a confident coach? You've said that before. Honest question. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't read Des. I really can't. I, I mean, I do – there are points – I will say today when, when we got into positions where – they were, you know, Jacksonville State was coming back on this. They focused in on Dez, and it was, there wasn't a whole lot of fire. There wasn't a whole lot of anything. It was just kind of standing there watching. So from that perspective, but maybe I you, that that yeah. I agree with you a little bit. But, but I tell you what, you look at you look at you look at Rich Rod. Rich Rod was fired up the entire game. Oh, that dude! First Rich of all, Rod, let's talk about Rich Rod screaming at his quarterback. I wouldn't wouldn't have wanted to be in the game either if if. If he screamed at me the way that he did. Now, I agree. I, I think there should be a little fire. And when you need to get in the guy's face, that's fine. But that dude did it. The oh, entire yeah, he definitely game. was a little over. Oh, yes. it's ridiculous. But but yeah, I, I get what little, you're but, saying. I get what you're saying. At least he had get, emotion, right? Yeah. yeah, like I just don't see it. Like what? where where is he? Where is that? You know, I saw, know he said in the middle of the halftime UL game, it was ULM game, that he was mad that we kept doing stupid stuff with penalties and everything. Can I see that? I don't know, man. I want to see something. I want to see something that my head coach, like, is, you know, as equally fed up, which I know he is. He's the head coach. He he doesn't want to lose no more than we do. And Like, you know what I'm saying? He was a quarterback. He played for this team. And he loves this team just as much as not more than we do. And I understand that. But I just, I, I guess as a fan, I just want to see it. I want to see him just lay into somebody. I'm I want with to see you. him just lay into somebody. I'm with you. Because to me, it's as if he is okay with just the bare minimum. And, you know, oh, you get a you get a flag. Oh, well, let's brush it off and, you know, I'll put you back in the game. Oh, oh well. No, well, I think, it's, I it's, think it's his post game said everything that we needed to hear. It was we're so close. I mean, we've heard that a little too much. I'm tired of that. Yeah, me too, Terry. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate your comments, man. Thank you. Hang on there, man. If you have some time to chime in, but we have a couple others we want to get to. Ryan Landry, you've been holding on quite a bit. Ryan, what is on your mind, sir? One of the things I wanted to say, and I kind of want to piggyback on Terry's comment was, you know, it all goes back to the hire. Whenever we hired Dez, and a, a lot of people were just kind of like, oh, well, we, we took the easy the easy way out and it was the cheap hire and this and that. And I do agree that, that Dez really wants nothing else than to, to be successful at this job. But whenever Terry was talking about there, like there's no emotion whenever it comes to certain things, like Rich Rod is about to have a goddamn coronary on the sideline whenever his, his, his quarterback does something wrong. And at one point, and, and, and granted it was, before we got the pick six on their side of the field, but it was, it was third and, and whatever. And their dude just grabbed our, our, uh, our defender's face mask and drug him to the ground. And then they called it on us. And then like, it, it was like, okay, yeah, everything's cool. But like 
show some emotion whenever the emotion needs to be shown. Now the I culture get it. is dead. The, the, you... the culture is dead, Nick. Nick, the culture is dead. But, but Ryan, we is were that... we were sold on this is why we made the hire, is to keep the culture. Everything's That's gonna stay I'm the saying. same. It, it's it's dead. It's dead. We are six and seven the past two years. Yep. What what can we what, what can we do now? Like what what can we sell now? We can't sell the culture. You're not selling the culture. You're selling. What, a, what are we selling? Now? You're selling what, what a new state, a new stadium. That's all we got right now, buddy. We got yeah, a new stadium. Yeah, with an old coach that, that has the same results over and over again. What? It, so let me ask you this, Ryan, and and I'm on the fence on what because I would like to say a 10 win season is a good season for us next year. What what is success next year? Because. I, I, I I know T Boy said he wanted seven wins, but let me tell you, seven wins ain't gonna make me happy. What is success next okay, year for well, you? Well, well, let me let me ask you this: if if we go back to the New Orleans Bowl next year, we're two and five, and we don't win but two games in the Western Conference, our Western Division of the Conference, and you know we we somehow miraculously get to the the uh, the Independence Bowl or the First Responders Bowl, had a five hundred record, and we beat Podunk State. God forbid we, we lose to Jacksonville State, but we get seven. We get to seven and six instead of six and seven. I, I'm sorry, like Jerry. I, I don't mean to to be disrespectful to your dad, but that's a bullshit season. Sorry, but here's I need. I I need to be at the top of the Western Division, bumping off Troy, bumping off South Alabama, being where the Napier years were every single year. That's not a lot to ask. I agree. That's why I, I thought we should be this year, man. And we had the opportunity to be there, Ryan. We were we were looking ahead to possibly being in the Troy game, battling for the Western Division, and instead yep. we lost to Southern Miss and Arkansas State. Yeah, and then Troy. It, it was and then three Troy. in a row, and it was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I I mean, I I know he said seven wins. I got to have at least seven wins going into a bowl game to feel okay. But, but my worry is if we go seven and six, if it's good enough, it might not be good enough for us, but it might be good enough for the people who are paying the bills. I mean, yeah, well, we don't have too many people paying the bills anymore. We sold 900 tickets wow. to the new Orleans bowl through, through the, through the, uh, the university, 900 wow. tickets, 900. So, the atmosphere, don't get me wrong, the atmosphere was good because the 900 that we had was a really good – it's the same people, though. It's the same people that that are really passionate and we care too much. That's the problem. Yeah. So well, what, what happens after that? By the way, before before you keep going, I just want to say I see Dalen Cambrian in the space, and I want to say, dude – the, I, they got it on. They got it on camera. I've talked about this all night. Where where the guy was in your face? I think I think it was on a kickoff. Some guy from Jacksonville State was in your face, and you kind of told him to f off and go back to his sideline. I appreciate that, man, and I appreciate everything that you've done for us. And I still think you should get the ball more. And uh, you've been awesome. So I just wanted to to give you a shout out there. Uh, I appreciate everything you do. No, Ryan. Look, dude. I I agree. I agree with what you're saying, bro. To, to piggyback off of what you said, th- this has nothing to do with with, this, with the athletes. Correct. I, I love, I love them. I appreciate everything 
that they do, I have their back 100,000% of the time, but they need to be put in the right positions, okay? And and I I even, like, I, I hate to, to rag on the coaches too, and I feel bad for, for Cohen in that third and Lamar Morgan thing, but look what happened tonight. Whenever the money was on the line, whenever we needed to stop somebody, what happened? Yep. Well, we know what happened. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the cult, I mean, the culture is dead as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, I really don't know what else to say. Me either, brother. Me either. I was struggling to open this because I didn't know what to say. It was just like, that sucked. <laughs> that was hard to watch. But, again, like you said, we we love every single player on this team. Um, we It's not a talent issue. We know that. We just feel like that that – our we feel like that the players on this team could be put in a better position to win and that's not happening right now and that's why we're pissed off and you know you know how we do that you know how we do that oh the i know how we man, do it. The, the head man that is the leader of our program makes the correct decisions going into next year correct i know that's a very vague that's a very vague thing to say but he needs to do the correct things going into the next year so we don't have to talk about if seven wins is a is a successful season next year i agree i agree there look it's not easy being a head coach and one of the i'm sure the hardest things to do is to have tough conversations with the people that you hired but this ain't this ain't a business about being friends if if you want to stick around you got to make those tough decisions and i think there are lots of decisions that need to be made. The question is, will they be made? And we're going to find out very soon, I think. Well, if he doesn't, like I said, the culture is dead. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you, one, uh, chiming in, and two, attending the bowl game. I wish I could have. I couldn't. So I bought two tickets and I gave them away. I'm half a raging review, but I appreciate you going out there and supporting our guys. And I know I know players like Dalen, and I, I know they had a couple of them in the space. They appreciate it, too. So thank you so much, man. Yeah, hey, one hundred percent. I love the players. I got their back, but uh, I, I just I think they deserve better. And I think that uh, maybe one of these days you could drive five hours to a football game so we can stop giving you shit <laughs> and start wearing Cajun stuff. You know what? I keep wearing this because people keep telling me you you I'm gonna wear it as long as people keep giving me crap. You tell me to do something, I'm gonna do the opposite. So tell me not to come, and I'll show up. <laughs> Well, don't don't come to uh, don't come to Cajun Field next year. Whenever we only got two thousand people, <laughs> I'll be at baseball though. You can count on that, brother. All right, man. All right, thanks for chiming in, uh, Josh. You've been uh, you've been holding for for way too long, and I know Elliot and Andrew, you've requested to speak, but we gotta I gotta hear what what man about town has to say because I'm sure he's got some hot takes. So, uh, Josh, if you are around, what's going on, man? What are your thoughts about uh, about what transpired? Well, I had to step out. So, uh, did I miss the um, the narrative of the day that we are we've lost yet another one score game and we're so close? Was that covered? Did anybody come in here saying that? Nobody did, but I did get your text telling me that was yet again said today. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Well, no, it is. I mean, I had to listen to Jay's final few minutes of the game because I was in the vehicle, but the very before he could sign off, there was a 25-minute soliloquy about how we're so close and another one-score game and it's heartbreaking and we're right there. Well, 
It's the same performance that we've seen all year, plus three defensive touchdowns, and we won the turnover battle by four. And they are the same people that want to tell me that the game's all about turnover margin. They want to tell me the reason why we lose all these close games is because we keep losing the turnover battle. But we won it by four today, and three of those went for scores, and we lost to an FCS call-up that plays in CUSA, the worst division, uh, I'm sorry, the worst conference in FBS football. So what is the narrative now? Oh, we're close. We're there. You know, it's right there. One-score one games. We're, we're, it's just one-score games. Napier was great at the one-score games. Dez just needs to find his footing with one-score games. I just want to tell everybody out there, if somebody tells you that after two seasons of this, run away from them. That is toxic. That is poisonous. That is a loser mentality. We are bad in one-score games because we are an average football team, not because we're young, not because, you know, that's just the way the game falls sometimes. It's none of that. It's because we are a poorly coached football team. And I, I'm not just I'm not going to single out anybody on the coaching staff. It's not just Dez. It's not just Lamar. We are, across the board, ill-prepared. We still can't figure out substitution packages 13 games into the, school, into the football season. We still don't know how to audible on the field when we have to keep our packages on. We're still making the same mistakes, misplaying balls, bad time jumps on interception attempts, little details. We've used the word details on this show ad nauseum. We're still horrible at them. Uh, I, I just, at this point, if you want to argue one-score games, I'm not listening to it. We are who we are. We're a poorly coached football team. Every single person that tells me that the Cajuns are not a poorly coached football team, we're just around the corner, are the same exact people that watch Dennis Allen on Sundays and tell me it's clear that we are a poorly coached football team with our professional team. I, I just find that so funny. Dennis Allen is obviously a bad coach, but we're dealing with very similar problems here in Lafayette, and it's not a coaching issue. It's just so aggravating. But, uh, no, man, I mean, look, I'd like to know what the record is for people or teams that lose games to, to, when you have three defensive touchdowns and four, four turnovers. Has anybody done any research on that since the game has ended? Oh, I'm sure I, I have not because I was too pissed off and hopped right on here. But uh, that would be an interesting stat to know. If somebody out there in Twitterverse or YouTube can look that up, that would be very interesting to know because I can tell you probably hadn't happened a lot in college football. I mean, it's, it's a poor it's a poor display, man. I understand we're on quarterback number three. He's played well. He's played winning football. Did he play his best? No, he didn't. He didn't play his best tonight. Uh, but you got to give credit to Jacksonville State. They dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides the, the entire football uh, game. Uh, they, their defense was aggressive. They, they dared him to throw. They, they challenged our passing game. I, I mean. And what did we do, Josh? Been... What did we do after we got up seven? Oh. Prevent. Defense. We, we tried to throw the ball. No, 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 no. But but defensively, what did we do after we, we went up by a score? We started playing prevent defense. We did what Lamar, did what Lamar always does. He gets soft. Plays not, to, plays not to lose. He doesn't play to win. He plays not to lose. And here's the other thing. What, what are they doing offensively? We, we have the smartest man in the room syndrome. Third, second and one, third and one, fourth and one. Bill Davis is running nuts. He's got like a seven, I think it was seven or eight yards at the time uh, per attempt carry, uh, per, per carry uh, yardage. 
and we throw a pass on third and one down in the red zone? Throw a pass second and one down the red zone? What are you doing? I get it. And, and look, Kenny's been so good for us. I hate for it to end like that for him. I know, you know, Kenny's a good guy, and that 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 sucks. I mean, it just does. It's a bad it's a bad way to end your career after you've been a great contributor, and he's been good this year in particular. But man, it's it, the kicking game has been atrocious. One of the reasons why we lost this game, everybody's going to focus on all the other things we didn't do well. The kicking game was atrocious yet again. Field position, field goal kicking, kick coverage. It's been bad. We've been saying it since week one. I, I mean, I can go all night on all the things we did poorly. But, you know, that's why y'all have me here to point out all the stuff that goes poorly. I, I'm just sick of hearing people talk about how it's another one-score game and we just can't get over the hump. And It's, it's just ridiculous narrative. Well, that narrative is tired and lazy. I will tell you, Josh, the, the group of people that are saying that are very slim tonight because I haven't heard that from a whole lot of people other than the usual defenders. <laughs> well, good, because it's lazy. And I know the players are tired of hearing it because the players want to win the one-score game. But the players are not being put in position to win. And I'm sorry to say it. And I'll, I'll echo what you and, and Ryan said. I'm pro-player. I always will be. We've always been pro-player on Razor Review. Hey, I, hey, Josh, I, I Josh. go after the professionals because the professionals Josh. are paid to do something and they're not getting it done at the level with which they're being paid. Go ahead, Ryan. Hey, we we are we are absolutely pro player. And, and you, you keep on talking about the people that talk about the one score games. What does that come down to? It doesn't come down to the players. It comes down to the people that don't want to sugarcoat shit. And, and say the real issues. What are the real issues? The reason that the players are not making plays is that they're not being put in the positions to make plays whenever the game is on the line. The same thing that happened for homecoming last year against South Alabama. The same thing that happened against Troy whenever we were up 17 to nothing. The same thing that happened again this year against Troy. Like the, the same things just keep happening over and over again. And I was on my soapbox saying, give give Dez a chance. He's going to learn from his mistakes. He's learning on the job. Well, you know what? He ain't learned a whole lot because look where we're at. Once again, six and seven, lose again, one score game. So, I don't know, bro. I don't know. And it's a mirror of last year. It's a mirror, exactly. it's a mirror image. So, and, that's and what I'm saying. So, so we're, not, we're, not, we're not doing – we're doing the same thing. And we're, doing, we're not getting better. We're doing the same thing. In, in, yes. the, in the opposite way. We need to go the opposite way. Yes, we're not getting better. And what is it? We, we always talk about this. You're either getting better or you're getting worse in this business. That's it. And look, again, I think one of the reasons why you can listen to a Ryan or me or Nick, we were the loudest voices in the room saying, Des, Des is a good hire. Des knows what he's doing. Give him a chance. We were some of the biggest voices rallying the fan base to give him a chance. So when we come on here two years later after a couple of a couple of years of full-bodied work, we've seen what, what the, the results are. We're not just hollering and screaming at the clouds like old men because we want to win games. As a whole, the program is not progressing. And that's way bigger than a, the New Orleans Bowl against Jacksonville State. Let's not even talk about the, the perception of the program and the PR that we just lost to an FCS CUSA call-up, a, a conference that is so beneath us it's not even funny. Did Jacksonville State show up and play well? I thought they played okay. But it's, they're certainly not better personnel-wise. 
especially not at the quarterback position. Uh, I thought that their offensive line was somewhat impressive, but across the board, the Cajuns were the better, more talented football team. And we lost again. This is probably the fourth game that it was clear to everybody on the field that the talent was on our side, and we did not come away with a, with a victory. That is way more concerning than one-score games here and one-score games there and a New Orleans Bowl win. So if you're hearing people talk about the one-score game and development and give Des a chance and all this stuff, no, honeymoon's over. We've given him a chance. It's time now to make some hard decisions. You know, maybe they're comfy in that building. Maybe it's time to get rid of some friends. We need to move in a different direction with a lot of these position coaches and try something new because this is not working. Josh, I will just add on to that. Sean Payton could be coaching our team right now and have the same results, and we would still be pissed off. So it's not about the man. It's about the results, and it's up to him to change it. And, and you know, again, it will, we'll know quite a bit on the offseason on if any changes are made or not, how uh, how how that will uh, – how that will go. We will see. Elliot, you have been holding on a really long time. I apologize for the wait. Would love to hear your take, man. Uh, if you could unmute yourself and let us know what you're thinking tonight. Hey, that's all good, man. Um, I don't feel like there's a whole lot for me to say because like, I'm kind of at a loss for words to this loss. Um, what I will say is, have you ever been to that store in Lafayette? It's called Dirt Cheap. I'll explain why I'm uh, saying this in a, in a second. I, I can honestly say I have not been, but I know exactly what it is. So I know what Dirt Cheap is. Yeah, it's like a consignment store. But I, for one, have actually been there. And when you go inside, you just about have a heart attack because there's just stuff everywhere. It is absolute chaos in that store. It looks like a tornado hit the place. Well, that store reminds me of this game. It was just absolutely disgraceful. Because, I mean, like, we're playing, I think everyone else has said this, we played an FCS call-up. In the worst conference in the league, which to note, our conference is the Sunbelt, obviously. They had 12 eligible teams. The Kusa had four, and we lost to one of them. It's pathetic. I mean, like, this was probably one of the worst games we've had in recent history. I, you know, and and, and all of the crap talking, like, like Josh said, that we've done, rightfully so, by the way, because, again, they're a terrible conference, and we go and yeah. drop this game. Not a good look, man. Not a good look. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think one thing to know that's kind of ridiculous is our, our lack of running. Like, Jacksonville State, I have their stats open right now, 74 carries, 290 rushing yards, and three touchdowns. How yeah. much do we have? 35 carries and 92. And we had one rushing touchdown, but that was it. And that was the only touchdown we had on all the offense. And those all like, came we, in the we, second we, half. That was all in the second half. In the first exactly. half, we had like nine yards of offense, something stupid like that. We had more punts in the first half than we did have yards of offense. Unbelievable. It was horrible. Yeah. I mean, like, what was I going to say? Yeah, I just, they were outrunning us. They were outplaying us in every aspect possible. They didn't even need their special teams. That's how good they were. They, like, How many times did they punt? Did they even punt at all? They punt, punted a couple times, uh, a whole lot less than us. I'll tell you that. Let me let me look. I yeah. just had it pulled up, actually. Let me see if I can find it. But yeah. it, it was it was stupid. It was like three times the entire game. Yeah, I see ESPN right now. They had four punts. We had nine. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was rough. Yeah, I think the first the first step in admitting in 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 admitting that you have a problem is to admit you have a problem. <laughs> I think. I think we all see it, right? We all know it's there. Um, it's obvious. We're in year two. We're same, same, you know, losing record. Uh, 
look again i'll say it over and over again i've said it in the past we're all cajuns maybe maybe not all of us are cajuns but we're from south louisiana and we can tell somebody mm -hmm. when they're lying to us and not being up front and if you come out saying stuff like well but we're so close well you know try to sugarcoat everything we can see right through it man we just want people to be upfront with us and tell us what you're going to do to fix it. Right now, it sounds like hey, there's Nick, acceptance Nick. instead of instead of accountability. Go ahead, Josh. I just want to cut in real quick, and then I'll give it to you. Elliot just made a great point that we've kind of touched on before, but we haven't given it a whole lot of attention. When you watch this team, it's, it's abject chaos all of the time. It seems that we play in these chaotic games. I mean, there's probably four or five off the top of my head I can think of this year where it's just total chaos on and off the field. You know, crazy plays, crazy substitution packages. Uh, uh, you know, think about what ODU did to us on offense. I mean, that, that was some new stuff, new wrinkles that we hadn't seen, and it turned the game into chaos. Fumble here, fumble there. At some point, we need, we need controlled chaos. And until we get that, we're not going to get consistent results. And the last thing I'll say is we are situationally a disaster. When we need big situations to go our way, Almost always, they fall the other. Because some, for some reason, I don't know what it is, it's some kind of, I don't know if it's an it factor, I don't know if it's confidence, I don't know what it is. But situationally, for two years, we have been a catastrophe. At, at any time a big money down comes or a big money play comes, just a disaster. And, and that's my last thought on it. I'll let everybody else get in because this is what this, you know, this is for venting, so... Look, Josh, I'm going yeah. to just say this before you go, Elliot. Andre Ware was the, the analyst. He was the color guy on tonight's game. And uh -huh. he was questioning some of the decisions that were being made by our coaching staff. I trust Andre Ware to know football. I mean, we're talking about an NFL freaking quarterback. Dude's been around the game mm -hmm. his whole life. He knows football. And when he's questioning what we're questioning, that tells me we're on the right track, that we know a little bit of something. We're not all idiots. He wasn't saying, oh, man, you know, great, great call after running the ball down their throats to, to throw it on second and third down. He was asking, why the hell aren't you running Bill? He was saying the same thing we were. So it, yeah. it, we're not crazy. We, we Ware agrees with us, so we're not we're not completely off off track with this. Elliot, go ahead with your comments. Uh, I think the last thing I'll say before I let someone else speak is, we should have known that things were going to suck whenever we lost to Rice and snapped our losing streak to them out of all teams. Like, that should have been a huge red flag for us. And maybe it was to an extent, but, like, things were starting to look good because we made it to a bowl game, and then we went 6-7, and seven, and then we did it again the next year. I feel you. I mean, we're in the same spot. And, and look, we're lucky we didn't lose to Buffalo. We let Buffalo come back and nearly beat us. We're lucky to be six and six right now. If we were not playing Texas State in our last game, we could very well not have even played in a bowl game. Yeah, for sure. Hey, that Buffalo game is a perfect example of another chaotic game. Yeah. I mean, think Georgia Georgia State was chaotic. We somehow made a comeback but still didn't win. But it's – look, it's – there are so many comparisons we can make right now to basketball josh and i know you're thinking it but but it really is everything about the coaching situation about the decisions we're making about control not uncontrolled chaos not controlled chaos it feels hey, like the same no, we can't talk about basketball that's a whole other thing i already got <laughs> mad haters at the pregame parties telling me that they didn't want to meet up with me and stuff so let's, <laughs> let's keep it on football way to go josh hey, hey josh hey josh at least basketball wins something every once in a while you can't say the same thing about our head football coach 
Well, let's talk about this tomorrow after we play Big Willie. Oh, God. Are you coming to Lake Charles or not? You got tickets? Because I need them. Yeah. sold out. Yeah, I do. Are you coming All right, not? I'll see you. I'll see you then. All right. You got three, Ryan? Because I'll go join you, baby. It's only a couple hours away. Yeah, you, you, got, you got two hours away. <laughs> you got to wear that Houston Astros shirt. <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. All right, Andrew, I see you're still with us. I appreciate you hanging on. I know you've got some thoughts about this game. So if you want to mute yourself, go ahead, man. Still hanging on, baby. Love All it. Right, so we are driving back from New Orleans now. Shout out to my DD. Um, here's a fun fact that I came across a few years ago. Now, this is NFL, but it'll kind of paint the picture. When we're talking about a defensive score, I read that whenever a team uh, has a defensive score, that team will win over 70% of the time. So the fact that we had three defensive scores and lost is almost impossible to do. Like, I, I don't, I still can't figure out how we found a way to screw that up. But uh, a lot of the guys touched on the things that I wanted to talk about. One thing I will say is shout out to Kenny. Tough, tough way to end the season. Kenny's made some big kicks for us. I saw him and his dad embrace at the end of the game uh, on the sideline. Awesome moment. He was encouraging him. Uh, Kenny was obviously emotional. Kenny, if you're listening to this or if it gets back to you, brother, we love you. You made some big kicks for us. And nothing but love for you, man. Don't don't hang your head. This is not on you by any, any means. So shout out, Kenny. But uh, other than that, man, I'm kind of shocked by the fact that they said there was only 14,000 people there. I would not have guessed that at all. I would have said 25,000 if I was if I was just guessing off of what it looked like. Um, the atmosphere that we had for the people that were there were, was great. I mean, we were obviously into the game. Jacksonville State, shout out to their fans. I mean, this is a big moment for them. Um, kind of reminds me of us back in 2011. But it's just a kick in the nuts, man. It, it, that's all that that's all that it falls down to, man. I hate to say it because I'm pro Des and I, I want it I want it for the guys so bad. But at this point, we are who our record says we are. And we're a five hundred team. Because our record says we're a five hundred team. And we just can't get over the hump in the big moments. We can't finish games and you know, your team is a reflection of your leadership, and our leadership is not putting us in a position to win those close games, and that's that's all it falls down to. I appreciate it, Andrew. Um, yeah, it, look, honestly, look, the, the crowd looked okay on TV. I, I know it was only the lower bowl, but you could tell that that there were people there getting into it, especially after that little scrum off of the uh, the sideline. Jerry, or, or, or maybe you, Andrew, can answer this. What happened between I think the first and second quarter where some girl was like carted off the field. They were like, yeah, there was a timeout and she got injured. What the hell happened? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was one of the dancers. They had like a little, uh, like a little youth uh, cheerleading thing going on during the TV timeout. And one of the little dancers, she fell or uh, injured herself coming off the field or passed out or something. I'm not really sure what happened, but that's, that's who they were carting off the field. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Well, that explains it. We were we were all speculating that it could have been a uh, yeah, one of the uh, somebody tried to run on the field or something crazy because they weren't wearing any any UL or red for Jacksonville State either. So uh, I appreciate you clearing that up for us. If anybody wants to speak, don't forget uh, to 
Go ahead and request to speak in our Twitter space, and we will give you the floor while we're queuing that up. We'll give some scores from around the Sunbelt Conference. There were a couple other games that were happening today. Uh, unfortunately, the Sunbelt Conference going one and two in bowl games in the first game of the day. Man, Georgia Southern looked really, really bad uh, going into the third quarter. They they made it respectable. They did end up scoring uh, a few touchdowns, but they end up losing to Ohio 41 to 21. Of course, Ohio out of the Mac. And of course, we lost our game against Jacksonville State 34-31. And then a final um, Appalachian State in the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. They win that game 13 to nine. I know it's a weird sounding score, but if you watched any of that game, absolutely miserable conditions. It was, it was a deluge through that entire game. Not sure how they were able to get any offense going on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, congratulations to app state pulling out the dub. We got some Games that are happening this week as well. Old Dominion facing Western Kentucky in the famous Toastery Bowl on Monday, December 18th at 1.30. Uh, followed on Tuesday, Marshall taking on UTSA in the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. These bowl games get stupider and stupider uh, as far as branding. Saturday, we've got Troy taking on Duke in the Birmingham Bowl uh, at 11 a.m. on AABC. Uh, Arkansas State faces Northern Illinois on Saturday as well in the Camellia Bowl. Then at 2.30, James Madison taking on Air Force uh, on ABC as well. At 2.30, Georgia State facing off against Utah State in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. South Alabama on Saturday at 6 p.m. on ESPN taking on Eastern Michigan, both 6 and 6 teams. At 9.30 Saturday night, Coastal Carolina faces San Jose State on ESPN. And then the following Tuesday, December 26th, wrapping up the Sun Belt Bowl season is Texas State taking on Rice, Texas State's first appearance in a bowl game in school history. So hopefully we can get some more dubs. We did not do, uh, I guess, fulfill our end of the bargain, but, you know, we tried. <laughs> we tried as best we could, and and, you know, things just didn't work out for us, so. Appreciate everyone for tuning in on the space tonight. Uh, again, very disappointing to lose to uh, a Conference USA team, but it is what it is. We know where we are as a program, and we know what we need to do, and it's just a matter of seeing if, uh, I don't know. It's a matter of seeing if our administration will uh, do what they need to do. Not necessarily administration. If Des is going to make the difficult decisions that we know he needs to make, and that starts that starts in the offseason, man. That starts uh, sooner than later. They've, again, got some very, very tough choices, very tough things to do. And uh, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. Um, final thoughts from anybody out there. Josh, Jerry, I see we got Terry. You guys have any final thoughts? Yeah, um, I'm just going to say, I know Josh brought up the point about the one score games and being close. Look, the reality is, is first of all, um, there's 82 bowl spot, 82 bowl slots now in bowl season. Okay, so to me, making a bowl game should be almost imperative for where this program is today, and where compared to where it was 15, 20 years ago. You know, 15, 20 years ago, you know, we didn't have the bowl slots we have now. I mean, I think we were only down to like 64, 65, or 66 bowl slots uh, back in 2006, 2007 when we were going six and six, not getting in. Well, now, I mean, you have, I mean, we played a team today that wasn't even bowl eligible they got in or technically not eligible but their transition they got in because there wasn't enough bowl eligible teams so uh to anybody who wants to say things like well 
I remember what it was like to not make a bowl game. Well, now you are making a bowl game almost by default by winning six games. That should be the bare minimum. Uh, second thing is, look, the standard's been raised at, at UL for UL football, okay? Back in the day, we used to celebrate five wins. I remember it. You remember it, Nick? We all remember what it was like to really, really stink it up. Our standard's been raised, okay? So all of this stuff about being close, all of this stuff about being satisfied that you made a bowl game at 6-6, six and six, uh, to me, you, you're almost digressing your standard when you do that. So um, I hope that as a whole, and to Ryan's point about you know winning more than seven games, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm agree with that. I know Dad was being a little bit uh, generous when he said the seven wins. But right now, to me, with what I've seen these last two years, I, I just want to get to seven wins. you got to get to seven wins before you can talk about it. It's just a winning season in general because the last two years have been losing seasons. Um, but, you know, moving forward, the standard, the bar has been set. The bar was set a few years ago when we were in the top 25. The bar was set when we won the Sun Belt Championship in our home stadium. So now it's time to, to continue that particular standard, not digress and still be satisfied with digressing, and, and continue to find ways this offseason to make the tough decisions. I said it after the Monroe game. I'll say it again. Coach Dez will have to make some tough decisions if he wants this program to move forward under his watch. Because right now, I, you know, look, we, we were not supposed to lose to an FCS call-up. And here we are talking after the game of losing to an FCS call-up. Where if you thought the fan base apathy was bad before... I can about imagine what it's going to be like right now or what it's going to be like moving forward if we keep doing this. Um, so, look, we got a lot of tough decisions that are going to have to be made in, in that athletic performance center this offseason. Last but not least, to all the players listening, to all, if, you, if you're in here in the space or you tuned in, I do want to say to the players, thank you so much for putting on that Rage Occasion uniform. We love you guys. We do this not to bash the players. We don't do this to bash anybody in particular. We do this because we have we, we still want to show our support. There Days like this, it's frustrating. I know you guys are upset. I know it's hard walking off that field one last time this year, and we feel you there. But at the same time, uh, we, we, we want to make sure that we let you know we got your back. Uh, you know, when you put on that uniform and you represent us, we want to show that we do support you. So to all you players listening, thank you so much. We love you guys. And uh, keep representing us. Keep being great ambassadors to our university and our community. Uh, Josh, Nick, uh, we'll be back uh, this week to talk more. I know we got a big basketball game tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can come back a little bit happier after tomorrow, depending on how we do against us, Magnese. But as always, guys, to everybody traveling back from the bowl game, be safe. Nick, thank you so much for doing what you did tonight. And uh, Josh and Nick, I'll talk to you guys soon. As always, y'all have a good night. But Nick, finish us off, man. Josh, I know you got some final thoughts. I'm not, I'm not doing the whole, oh, love the players, thank you players. We do that every week. I'm pissed off tonight. I, I'm not saying that. The players know we love them. I ain't doing that. I'm, I'm ending on a, on a sour note because we should all be sour after this. Remember how you feel right now when we start uh, fall camp. Remember when we start in the spring and we're developing and we're talking about the team. Remember how you feel now. The problem is, is that, like we told you all a month ago, this was worst-case scenario. Losing to this bum-ass team is going to set us back from a perception point, a uh, point of view, going, going forward. And, and that's, that's the truth. And there's no way to sugarcoat that. But the other thing is that Jerry made a point about how people are going to say, well, I remember when we didn't go to bowl games. 
I also remember when we recruited to Butler Buildings and served uh, bologna sandwiches on official recruiting visits. I remember when this, this program had to give money in paper bags behind the scenes because uh, Nelson Schechneider was ter- terrified of Dr. A, who was going to try to shut him down one way or another if athletics got any amount of success. We're not there anymore. We've invested millions. We have invested time, effort. We've seen what winning is. We've seen what winning can do for the university. We are light years ahead of that. And then, to top it off, 83 bowl slots. You literally can wake up and be half-ass average coach, uh, whatever, player, whatever, and make a bowl game. Six and six should be our floor at this program with the amount of effort, time, uh, you know, commitment, whatever. Six and six should be the floor. This is, again, two years in a row, a failure of a season overall. If you think six and six and losing in a bowl game is a successful, uh, acceptable result, I don't, want you in my, I don't want you on my side. I don't want to go to war with people like that. That's a joke. That's a loser mentality. There's a bunch of people that never played the game, never played sports, don't know what it's like to compete. And that's my final thought. Let it, let it marinate and let it piss you off. But please come back in the fall so we can do this all over again. Again, thanks to all of you who joined us tonight. Like, share, subscribe. YouTube, Instagram, X, Twitter, all that shaws. That will close out Rage and Review. That will close out our entire football season, I guess. We'll be back later this week to talk about our entire football season. We'll talk basketball, hopefully after we win against the shyster tomorrow night. Maybe we need to give Dave Schultz in. Dave, uh, Dave couldn't speak to us because of the bad... That internet connection out in uh, New Orleans. I'd love to hear his take. And uh, I don't know. That's about it. That's all I got. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. I just wanted to say one more thing. Okay. Will Wade sucks on hot dog wieners until (laughs) mayonnaise comes out of it. Well, that explains the FUPA. For Jerry, for Josh. (laughs) For Ryan, for everybody else who tuned in tonight, we thank you for being listeners and supporters of the Rage and Review podcast. We will see and talk to you all soon. Have a great rest of your weekend. Bye, everybody. <laughs>